What's up, guys? It's uh, another episode of Rockin' the Dad Pod. Uh, Brian Kieser and Justin Soderberg here. Uh, you know, we did another episode. This is episode two. Where we, you know, where we talk about this episode. Episode Brian. two in the books. We uh, had Andy Gagan on this week and uh, or this month because we're monthly. But uh, we had a great conversation with him. Talk about work-life balance, um, how he runs a business and runs a family. Uh, he's got two beautiful children, beautiful wife, and he's uh, just a pleasure to talk to. So I, I enjoyed it. It's awesome. He's got some great wisdom to share and kind of how he balances it all out and, and his philosophies on parenting and business. Um, just a great time. So I think you guys will really enjoy it. I had a blast too. I mean, Andy has been a longtime friend. Uh, there's some discussions that we've obviously had in the past, personally, him and I, but there's a lot of new things that I learned, a lot of things that uh, were good about him being a father, uh, the relationship with his wife, uh, Lindsay, and his kids, and the relationship with his dad and his parents and the, the business they ran at Gagan's uh, mm -hmm. Pub and Brewery. Um, so it was a lot of fun. Uh, you know, Andy uh, is uh, right around the same age as all of us. So we have that aspect of uh, growing up around the same time. Yes. Uh, you have a benefit of being a father of multiple kids, he's a father of multiple kids, and I'm having one on the way. But so there's a little bit of experiences all there. And again, not a how-to podcast. This is more about how Andy right. and how myself and how uh, Brian do the work-life balance um, and do it okay, because <laughs> no one does it perfectly for sure. Right. So, so um, grab some reserve wings, <laughs> grab a can of uh, refueler, some yes. pub cheese, sit back. <laughs> And enjoy. press subscribe and uh follow oh, as yeah. well on Do all the places but yeah those things too but yeah <laughs> episode two andy gagan uh from gagan's brothers brewing company also a father of two uh and uh a mainer yeah so enjoy everybody how's it going guys oh hey hi what's up hey friends <laughs> this hi. is fun to have three of three How people on here now we can all talk over each other right i can't wait <laughs> i'm good it's one of my features i'm really good at that how'd you know well, it's funny so we were talking a little bit before we started recording brian had mentioned about was all we all have beards but brian had mentioned that andy and and, and brian had better beards than i did and then andy comes on and has a trimmed beard down so i know now brian yeah. is just superior to all of us just a life of disappointment I seem to lead. The 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 COVID life has uh, mm -hmm. claimed claimed my beard. You know, pulling. I bet pulling, it's claimed many a beard. Pulling the mask up over it hasn't yeah, been so much not, fun. No. Yeah. <laughs> when 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 these ones started working up into my nose, it was not. I was out. I was out. Peace. Well, I think I did it one day with a uh, having my N95 mask on, and I didn't shower that morning, and I got really sweaty during the day, and then I got home at night, and I was just like itching my uh, face like a dog because it was so like just nasty and i had to get in the shower and wash my face off so yes having a big beard is not fun in a, a COVID situation uh brian could probably attest to that i can attest this is a horrible experience it's not fun wearing one and then when you take it off your beard just looks horrendous and like all these creases and folds and then you're you're embarrassed so it's a struggle i just don't leave the house then that's my solution are any of us other than going to do work and stuff that leaving the house oh. much anyway? Yeah, it's a struggle. <laughs> but yeah, we're here, uh, you know, rocking the dad pod and, you know, episode two. This is fun. Um, we did our first episode a month ago, just Brian and I. Now we decided to invite Andy on to talk and we're going to talk about a little bit of some uh, work-life balance and how everybody does it. 
obviously I don't, I have one in the oven, so I don't have the work-life balance yet with a child. Um, but I do have that with a wife and trying to figure out, you know, with my hours at OBC, uh, for a long time was working nights, uh, weekends, stuff like that. So just, you know, introducing that into a relationship is a little different. When we first started dating, I was basically pre, uh, margin street. So it was just downtown Bangor and I was working like maybe two nights a week and I was living downtown. So like when we'd hang out, it would be like this, like, Oh, I'm done work. And I'd be popping over it's like, easy. quickly ready. It's easy. Yeah. And then like three or four months later, we launched or uh, margin street opening and I was at OBC like every night for like three months. So it, it was a, definitely a culture or a, a culture struck, but a shock uh, to tailor in that aspect of it. But uh, I've learned to try to balance it out a little bit more now. <laughs> Yeah, it, 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 it takes some time to figure that stuff out. And, and you know, I, I know what, what I do and, and Justin, what you do are very, very similar in those, those regards where, you know, I'm at the pub a lot of nights or, or I'm on the road um, a lot of days and, and it's, it's difficult to, to be real tight on, on my timelines and, and, and being here, uh, even sometimes being here when I say I'm going to be, you know, because sometimes I'm, I'm, I'm out and, and doing things. And, and a big part of it for me is um, for me with a work-life balance from a perspective of a dad, it starts with having um, a, a great relationship with my wife first and foremost. I mean, I, I'll tell you what, I, I couldn't do half of what I do um, without Lindsay being, being such a, a, a critical piece of, of keeping everything together here at home. And, and Lindsay works too, and, and, and is, is super busy in her own right. Um, but the beautiful part about it is she's a teacher. So she's got that, that similar schedule fee on the, the school day. Um, but she's, she's able to be home when the kids get home and those sorts of things. And so, and, and her patience, sometimes I, I actually have to have to tell her every once in a while, like, you need to, you need to tell me no more. You need to like, <laughs> like, come on, demand some things. Cause like, I feel like I'm, I'm slipping here a little bit and, um, you know, but it's, it's weird because, you know, you, you've just got to figure out the time when you've got the time and, and sometimes you got to make it. Yeah. Absolutely. Especially in like a, an industry like yours and like being in a position like you are that relationships are such a strong piece of that. It's hard to, it's not like you're just going and dropping stuff off and, you know, like you're cultivating relationship with all of your customers and, future customers so it, it's hard to like I'm a horrible timeline keeper because I'll be like oh I'll be gone for like an hour and then two and a half hours later I'm finally home because I just got talking to somebody and it's hard yeah. to like you know put your I think you and I are probably really stuff. really similar yeah I mean you and I I think are similar in that I've seen it from from times we've had conversations you know because I am notoriously late and it's not because I I have trouble um going to stuff it's not like i'm procrastinating on that i i find myself having such a hard time leaving something yeah you know so it's like i'm in a conversation or or i i tell Lindsay, yeah i'm gonna i'm gonna head out in 10 minutes um <laughs> you know and i've got 10 minutes of work to do but but somebody i haven't seen for a long time walks through the door of the pub or or yeah. i get a phone call in the brewery with a, a you know a business relationship or a partner or something like that and and you know you 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 I hate saying goodbye. Like, I just, I, I don't want to say goodbye. Like, I just, I gotta be, I gotta yeah. be in on it, you know? And, yeah. and, um, you know, keeping those, 
those commitments on, on the other side and, and, and getting to the next thing on time is always like a, a notoriously difficult thing. Um, but you know, for me, uh, it, it's, it's something that I just need to stay aware of, you know, and, and keep yeah. it in mind. Um, and for the most part, it typically works out. Oh, my puppies are yelling. Yeah. Well, the, yeah. It, it, it's funny how you mentioned that too, because I feel like it's probably the, this, the, the sense for a lot of brewery owners <laughs> that Abe's the same way. Like whenever I would go to an event down in like Portland or whatever with them and stuff like that, it's like, yeah. oh, we're going to head home soon. It's like, okay, we'll be out of here in about two and a half hours. If, if Abe says we're ready to leave, because he has to say goodbye to everybody in the building. Like whenever he goes, <laughs> like, right? yeah, exactly. Like, okay. See a owner, see a bartender, see a this person. And then I've ended up having that as well. And I'll tell him, but yeah, so like I, I've learned that as well too. So, so it's come over to me as well. Cause I'll do it at the tailor all the time, which is like, Hey, I'm ready to leave the office. And my office at OBC is the far back corner. So for me to get out to my car, I have to walk past Ace's office down to the tasting room, see one of the tasting room servers, bartenders, the kitchen staff. And then on the way through there, you stop in the brewery, maybe to get a, uh, the cooler to get a four pack. And there's someone from the brewery there. Then you go out to the parking lot and someone's showing up for a shift. And so like, just for me to get to my car, it takes me a half an hour because of all the people I see on the way. So I have to make sure I've consciously balanced that by saying, okay, let's text her when I'm leaving my, in my car to say I'm yeah, on my way home. That's so that like I, I started, know. I made that flip too. So not saying, Hey, I'm leaving in five minutes. I say I'm in the car. Mm -hmm. <laughs> like I'm literally driving now because other than that, I'm just making stuff up. <laughs> yeah. And it's that cultivating relationships thing that, that does that for a lot of us and having the conversation with people, not like my good friend, Andrew Weber growing up who lived next to fifth street middle school when we went to school and be like late for work or late for school every day. Or like, we'd be like, hey, man, we're hanging out on Friday. And he'd be like, okay, I'm on my way. And on his way was crawling out of bed, getting in the shower was on his way. So that meant 45 minutes out later, he'd be at the, at the whatever we were doing. Uh, it's more just trying to be nice and trying to cultivate relationships. It's, it's a very rare thing for me to be late because I'm doing something lazy. You know, like I'm not, I'm not hanging out watching TV, not moving my butt. It's, it's that, yeah, it's, it's just too many, too many things. I, I've, I've learned as I've gotten older, um, marginally how to get better at saying no to things too but i man i i love i love taking taking opportunities and and i love um you know engaging with new things and new people and all that sort of stuff and um you know when when i i i i'm notoriously optimistic on what i can get done with my time too <laughs> um like just notoriously optimistic i think that's that's pretty similar with a lot of business owners and entrepreneurs and and people in in um you know, those, those sort of spheres, but holy old Lord. But I, I, I always think, yeah, I know it's going to take 10 minutes. It, it's also, I think all of us, and I think probably all of us can be in the same page of this is taking over the idea of putting too much on our plates too. I think that's what we do. All three of us probably have that as well. We think we have all this extra time. And so you put a bunch of things on the plate and that comes into fathering too. I would, I would imagine with the number of times where I've like texted Andy, be like, Hey, Andy, you're going to be at the brewery. He's like, no, I'm at my son's soccer game or whatever it may be because now there's not just the business aspect of it, but you guys have the kids aspect of it as well. And soon yeah. for me to be as well. So, you know, and, and, and that's part of it back to the relationship thing. A lot of it for mm -hmm. me is I've given Lindsay the, the, like, Hey, please just pull me out sometimes. You know, if, if, if you say, here's something that's going on, I might not, I might not be there and, and, and not, 
for any other reason other than I, I, I hear it and I think about it and I'd love to, but I, I get lost. Um, and, and it's a flaw that I have that I'll, I'll, I'll openly, you know, admit I just did. Hey, um, you know, but, but having a partner that Lindsay will be like, Hey, you remember, this is what we're doing. This is what we, you, you got to be here at this time. And, um, you know, I, I've been good that I, I haven't been, um, you know, I haven't missed commitments that I've made. And that's, that's one of the big key things. It's an intentionality, I think, too, with the family, you know, I'll, I'll be late. I'll be late for dinner. Um, you know, but, but also I cook. So dinner just is later, <laughs> you know, so it's like, I, I, I'll, I'll be on a normal day home. I'll be late um, for what I'm supposed to, when I said I was going to be home. Um, but if, if I say I'm going to be at a game, I'm going to make the game. If I say I'm going to be, you know, at a practice, I'm going to, I'm going to make that practice. If I say I'm going to be there for, for whatever, you know, I can, I can, can thing on that stuff for me. I think too, with, with kids and stuff, it makes it like, <clears throat> it's a lot harder to disappoint your kids than you I mean, you got to go home and see them at night <laughs> when you disappoint them. So it's, yeah. And it's, it's hard with like, you want them to be involved in so much because you want them to be able to be involved in those things knowing like ooh, how am I going to make that work <laughs> but yeah you just sometimes it just does you don't really even understand how it's going to work but right you just gotta I think it's good to prioritize them and um like when you were talking earlier about your wife um you know I tell my kids this all the time and I think some people might think it's weird to say to your kids but I tell my kids all the time that your mom is my number one like mm. you guys are number two. <laughs> There's, you know, for me, it's God and then your mother. And then you guys are right, right underneath there. And they're yep. like, well, you love mom more than us. It's like, well, yeah. And I think that I can be the best dad for you when me and your mother are at our best together. And so yeah. I think it's good to have a partner that, you know, you prioritize. And she also like Gretchen runs my calendar because I, I'm horrible. You could set a meeting with me tomorrow and I would completely forget about it 10 minutes later. And then Gretchen yep. will be like, Hey, you got to get over here. You got to get, you know, back here for this. And so, yeah. Yeah. I, I have a line that I've used with my daughter and my daughter is uh, she's fantastic. She's incredibly strong willed though. She's a lot like me in some of those regards. Um, and she, she likes to push the boundaries and, 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 you know, engage in, in some of that stuff. And, and she, you know, she's real, real intelligent and, and knows how to, to play the game a bit in those regards. And, and so she'll get pretty, pretty out there sometimes pushing, pushing the boundaries. And, and uh, you know, there was a time she, she, she's always trying to try and get away with it and think she could get away with anything because, because she's daddy's little princess. And, and, and oftentimes, you know, that will cause rubs with, with Lindsay and, and Connemara in, in their lives. And I'm always on mama's side. And, and I, I've made, made her very, very aware of that. And the line I've used with, with Mara a lot is you may be my princess, but mama's my queen. And <laughs> you got to kind of, kind of have that because if not for, if not for that relationship being strong, um, the work-life balance doesn't exist. I mean, if, if, if yeah. not for Lindsay and the kids, um, I, I, I would work would be my life in its totality. Like I, I don't know. Um, I don't know how to shut it off if I'm not going to something else kind of back in, in line with why I'm always late. Like I, I have a hard <laughs> time shutting it off. And the only thing that, that 
puts it off is, is knowing that I'm going to something next, you know, and having to get there. And, um, and Lindsay keeps me in line on that stuff a lot. How old are your kids? You got two kids, right? Yeah. Yeah. I've got two. Isaac just turned 14, which is crazy. Oh, wild. Yeah. 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 I got an eighth grader. He's going to be a freshman next year. I got a kid. I got a kid going to high school. It's like, (laughs) you know, and, and I, I, geez, it's, it's wild to think about that from that perspective. But, uh, and, and Mara is, uh, she's 11. It's, uh, it's been talks about how fast it's going to go. And, and I've always believed it. I always believed it was going to be super fast. Um, but to, to actually see it in motion is, is unreal. Yeah. So Jude, he's 11 and he's my oldest. And then Lucy is my middle and she's nine. Yeah. Or she'll be nine this month. But um, like, same with her, like yep. she knows how to play that game of like, Oh, I can bat my eyes to dad and get out of things. And she watches like all the bad stuff that her brother does. And she, like, she knows like, Oh, I got to avoid that. Cause you know, Jude gets in trouble when he does that. So she ends up being all sweet during that. But it's funny, like you mentioned the whole time flying and just this week, you know, Jude, he's trying to kind of find his way and what he's passionate about. And he's done the sports thing and he's still into basketball. And we're talking about playing baseball this year and he's going to, I think he's going to not play baseball. So we are like, Oh, well, you know, what are you going to do instead? So like I'm always into music. That's like my thing. So I was like, Oh, maybe you could learn an instrument and you know, piano Mm. sounds boring. So he's, I was like, what about bass? Let's play some bass guitar and just (laughs) talking to Gretchen. That's exactly what I said. And uh, you know, I was thinking we were talking about, and I was like, wow, I was Jude's age probably when I got around Jude's age when I got my first drum set. And I started thinking like, I feel like that's the first like, like big event in my life where I can remember specifically the age that Jude's at and being at that and just thinking oh my gosh it's all downhill from there (laughs) I'm already seeing that phase like he's just getting so old it's crazy yeah it's it's unreal when you start to see that you know Lindsay's family has a potato farm up in Presque Isle and and uh, we we didn't we didn't get a chance to get up there this last year um, because everything going on with, with COVID. But the summer before, we we spent some time up there, and um, you know Isaac's at that age where I, I tossed him the keys to my truck. I mean, they've got like six miles of field road, and it's like, hey, here you oh, go, man. it's time, man. And and yeah. man, to see him <laughs> like the grin on his face driving down that old dirt road that uh it's on their property it's all legal it's all good but uh you know to get to get a, a to have those moments you know are, are so so good and um like you know a country we, song yeah so i mean it's funny how you say that too because like i i've noticed that even just in the pregnancy stage the pregnancy stage is like i can't imagine we're, we're, we're heading into the third trimester next week and it's like it seemed like that went by fast so i can't imagine now having a 14 year old and how long it's taken, like how quick that might have gone, or eleven year old with Brian and so on. But it's funny how you guys to bring it back a little bit to the the, the whole wife thing and, and so on. I, I it's funny. I don't remember who told me years ago, um, but the fact that they had always instilled into me that the wife is number one. Um, and I then was like, well, what you know, I hear all these people saying the kids are my, you know, your life changes when you have kids and all that stuff, which is probably true. I mean, my life's already changed um, being pregnant, and uh, but. 
the idea that the wife is number one, I mean, we chose our wife, like, you know, we were the ones that went on dates and, and chose to propose to our wives and, and marry our wives and so on. So to that aspect of it, it's like, well, we chose that. And then you chose to have a child with that person. So it's like, to me, it's like, yeah. there should be that order of, you know, pay attention. Not that there's like, it's not like you said, one, a one B it's not like one and two. It's like that aspect of like, you know, huh? right. It's yeah. It's not better or worse than it's just different. Yes. And, and, you know, you, you cannot be um, as well balanced as a parent um, without a good relationship with, with your partner. And, and I, you know, that's not to say there aren't some incredible mothers and fathers uh, that are, um, you know, single mm -hmm. parents that you, you, you can do it. Oh. But I, I, I know for me, the foundation of what makes me um, the strongest parent I can be and ultimately then also makes me the best um, you know balancing of business and and family life is is that foundation with with my wife and and so you know I personally wouldn't want to do it alone and and you know but if if for whatever reason you you had to you, you'd figure it out I'd have to change some things but you guys obviously have a certain lifestyle that we all live um, with what the incomes that we have the houses that we have the jobs we have and so on um, is there pressure for a parent or a father or a mother or something to continue or exceed, exceed that because you've had a lifestyle? Like that's where that work-life balance comes in. Like you, you know, the mentality I have when I just, without even having a kid yet is, you know, the harder I work at work, I can continue having the lifestyle we have uh, with the relationship I have with my wife. Um, and then I can imagine that being more of a pressure coming on with kids. It's like, well, you know, and then trying to use that as an excuse almost like, no, I'm working harder at work to make sure the lifestyle we have is the lifestyle we have and to continue that. So you could have the bass guitar that you want or the, you know, the basketball jersey that you want or something like that for the kid. I mean, how difficult is that? Like to, to, to figure out, and that's a legitimate question for myself as well. Like, cause I haven't had a kid yet, it, it, you know, buns in the oven. Um, but how difficult is that to continue the pressure of keeping your job and doing what you're doing to be able to have the lifestyle you guys have? Yeah, I mean that's that's a great question. Um, you first, because there's always there's always more, you know. There's always more, and and um, you know it's a balance of of. I am am really good at spending money um, <laughs> when it's when it's for yes. us. Um, you know, as, as the kids grew, I, I sold my boat and bought a bigger boat because we wanted to be able to have all of their friends come out and, and, and go fishing and, and, and have that experience. And, um, you know, as they got bigger, we bought a, a big soccer net for the backyard and put a basketball court in. And like, those are big money spends that forced me to work hard, but then also allow me to have a Thursday night basketball run with Isaac and all of his buddies and, a bunch of the neighborhood kids and, and, and neighborhood dads and everything. And, and some moms get out there and kick all of our butts. It's great. Um, you know, so I, I, I love those sorts of things, but I think it's a lot of, of perspective. You know, there, there are tons of things that business wise, I say no to that would make me more money. Um, but would take me away too much. You know, I mean, there's, there's a, definite reason why Gagan Brothers Brewing Company is only in mm -hmm. Maine. Um, you know, we've got a lot of opportunities to be in other states and I don't want to manage it. I, I, just flat out, I don't want to manage it. I don't care how much more, more money we'd make. I don't care how many more beers we'd sell. It, 
I don't want to, I'm doing this so I can provide that lifestyle with my family for my family. Now, the kids are off in college and, and it's just Lindsay and my time that we have to balance. Maybe we'll start doing some of those things. Maybe I'll say yes to some of those things, but um, providing a lifestyle for me is much more about um, providing opportunities for the family and for us to be together. Um, you know, we spend a lot of time up at camp. We spend a lot of time. Well, I mean, we, we chase the kids all over, all over for, for travel sports and different things like that. I mean, I sit on the board of directors for Brew Travel Basketball and I'm, I'm taking a break from my work day right now. And then I'm working for a few more hours and then I have basketball practice with Isaac tonight. So, you know, we, 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 we spend a lot of time and money and effort on things that are family things and things for the kids. And so, yeah, I mean, you've got to balance those things, but I, I don't, I don't know. I, it, it, I, I, so greatly cherished time spent with, with Lindsay and the kids. And, um, you know, I, I work for that end, to be honest, there, there are very few things that, um, that I do that aren't about that. Yeah. Very, very. It's funny how your, your like priorities sort of shift in seemingly without even attempting to do it where you have kids and like, your money just kind of starts to focus more on them in a lot of ways. And like, I buy hardly anything for myself. I feel like these days, it, cause I'd rather like for us. And I think just hearing you, Andy talk about it is, is family experiences and, and like having time doing fun stuff together and vacations. And right. um, like, I think when I look back at my childhood, a lot of the best times I had, we're out on the boat with my family, you know, cruising the ocean and going harbor to harbor and staying on the boat. And, and those were experiences. And yeah, like my dad had a, a sweet boat, but it wasn't just so he could cruise around out by himself. It's so he could take whole family with him. And so I think for us, it's, it's that, you know, we bought a camper this summer and we, we had a blast just going yeah. as many campgrounds as we could hit um, and, and doing the fishing thing, me and Jude, um, just started to get into hunting this past year, which is like, nice. I just bought a rifle for my birthday this last, uh, last week. And Gretchen said to me, she's like, one year ago, would you have even dreamed that you were buying a rifle and we're going to go to your <laughs> hunting? I was like, not a million years, <laughs> but no, Jude's no. Super you were expecting it. to buy one for protection because the beginning of the pandemic. Yeah. I was like, I could go for a nine millimeter. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, yeah. like you're your world just changes in such different ways, but, and then you're trying to manage to like, you know, the first couple of years buying shoes and, and clothes. I'm like, I'll just get whatever fits them. And then eventually your son's like, Oh, I want, you know, PG threes for shoes that are $160. Yeah. And you're like, but you were just wearing some Walmart sneakers and you loved them, you know, and then no, you know, not anymore. Not bro. anymore. <laughs> so, and he's in men's sizes now. Like a pair of sneakers yeah, for him. Yeah, they get really, really expensive. It's like, you know, it's funny. My my uh, mother-in-law, just this weekend, we had family dinner, and she was buying some shoes for the kids for summer. And she said to us, like, oh, I'll buy Jude either, you know, a pair of sneakers or a pair of Crocs, you know, for summer. I was like, oh, you can get the sneakers because those will be, like, 120 bucks. I'll buy Crocs all day. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Yeah, <laughs> but you know, it's those experiences I think are what kids—they're not going to remember that you bought them, 
you know, the new toy, whatever it might be. They're going to ask for it all right. day. Like Jude begs to spend money on Roblox all day. And I'm like, no, I'm not wasting money on Roblox, but we'll go camping this summer. I, I, I agree with you guys both. Cause, cause uh, now that I think about like these questions to come up in my mind and what I, you know, the, the, the nervousness of becoming a father and things like that and, and spending money obviously is a big thing. Cause for I'm 35 in May and for 35 years or for ever since I'm 18. So 17 years, I've spent money on myself and my partner. And so that's all I've ever known is not, you know, taking care of anybody. But then I thought back, someone asked me around Christmas time, we were going to do an episode of my podcast uh, and, and with Paul Eaton from Galactic Comics about favorite Christmas presents, like gifts, like that mainly were about pop culture because we're like kind of nerdy people. But then I thought I can't do an entire episode of that because I don't remember 90% of the gifts that I was given as a kid because my parents were that right. uh, uh, vacation experience based people. We went to Florida or Disney World a lot, camped. Uh, with family and friends and all that stuff. And those are the memories that I have. I don't remember gifts that I got when I was a kid because my parents- Except for Nintendo. Yeah, well, see, I got a Nintendo. We got a, I think the that. last system they bought me was PlayStation 2. And like, that was it. And it was like, yeah. it wasn't anything more than that. I think after that, if they're like, you want something like that, you can get it uh, with your own money. And you started working. Um, but for them, it was like, okay, we're going to go to Disney World. That's what we're going to spend our money on. And, or we're going to go to um, camping this weekend or whatever mm. it may be there wasn't a lot of physical gifts. Like there's not like my, my dad had that a little bit when he was growing up, but he was the one that gave us the matchbox cars and the GI Joe's growing up because he still had those toys from when he was a kid. But for me, I don't have that. I have pictures right. of me at <laughs> Disney world of me in that experience. And I'm like, but that makes me do what I want to do now. And it's Taylor and I, same thing. It's like the experience is what we want to do every year. Not, we don't want to buy it. We, we obviously we do want to buy a new grill for each other to grill on. But I, if I was to choose, right. I'd probably take a weekend away over the grill because I can cook in the oven or the stovetop or whatever. You know what I mean? Like it's the experiences that I think the kids and everybody will remember for long term. And I agree with you guys on that. My dad was on this grind um, my, my whole life, you know, but it, it, the, the thing that's that's really different now than than what he was going through is, is w w he built this thing up um, to where now we're a profitable company. We're, we're, we're something that people know. We, we have sales numbers that are tenfold what he was grinding for at the beginning. So, you know, I grind like he does, but I don't worry about making my mortgage payment. You know, he was grinding and worrying about that stuff. And, and so when I grew up, we didn't have, um, I was never, I was never cold. I was never hungry. And I always had, had clothes and shoes and was able to do whatever, whatever we wanted to do or needed to do. But, you know, we didn't have camp. We didn't have a boat. We didn't have a basketball court in the backyard. I mean, my, we, we put up a hoop and we were good. Um, you know, so in, in, in some of it for me is you, you always have that idea of you want to provide stuff for your, your family that, that you maybe didn't have and, and couldn't have. But the thing that I always was, and, and I had, um, you know, uh, countless memories to, to, to carry me through these things. And, um, you know, I, we didn't have a camp on a pond that was ours like we do now, which is fun. Now we bought that Lindsay and I bought that with my parents. So we, we, we own it together, which is fantastic. Um, but I remember going to a little campground, um, whispering pines was the name of it. We went every year. 
it was, you know, 100, 150 bucks maybe that my parents spent for the week. And that was a stretch for them. Like it, they had mm. to work hard for that money. And it was a stretch for them, but I never felt that. I never knew it. You know, I didn't notice that we were the ones that had a tarp on top of our, our camper and everyone else's camper didn't have a tarp. You know, like, yeah. it's fine. It was great. I caught my first fish there. I, I, I learned how to ride a bike there. You know, like those are, those are things that um, that experience, that understanding um, is what really has given me the focus now. And, and so, you know, I spend money on things because we've been very blessed and fortunate. I, I spend money on things that, that can help my kiddos uh, have experiences similar to what we, we had growing up, but um, it's not about the stuff. It's not, a, it's not about the things mm. um, it, it's about uh, working hard enough to provide the, the opportunities to, to have those experiences, you know? And, and so, you know, if I, if I were to buy anything, if I were to spend money on something and grind for something and give it to my kids and it, it's not something that builds us up together. And it's not something that gives us those, those memories and those experiences, like forget about mm. it. You know, I mean, this, this year, uh, Isaac's big, Isaac's big, birthday gift his birthday was just a couple of weeks ago and his his big birthday gift was a lifetime uh fishing license because i said you know when when i'm old i want you to come back and fish with me at camp That's you know, awesome. I, no matter where you go in life no matter what you do i want you to know that you can come back to maine you can come and and fish i mean th there's a decent chance that he's not going to go anywhere i mean he's got a great opportunity to be you know, fourth generation in a, in a cool family business, but he's going to make his own decisions and do whatever he yeah. does. And if it takes him far afield, um, you know, I want him to have memories that plant him here and, and, and give him roots here that he loves. And, and the same with, with my daughter. Um, you know, it's, so I don't know, that's it. We, when, when we kind of got on this train of like balancing how hard you work for the stuff, I, for me, the stuff is a, a byproduct of that work to an extent. And so if I give what I can give to my work time, and if that increases the reward, great. If it just maintains what we have, great. The only time it's not great is if, is if it cuts into my relationship with my wife and my kids. Mm. And, and sometimes, sometimes it has to. Um, like everything, sometimes it has to, there, there are days that I, I've missed a ton of stuff, but I've made more than I've missed. Mm -hmm. I know? think it's, a, it's uh, important too, you know, along those lines that, especially as a business owner like that, to instill in your kids, you know, some responsibility to say like, Hey, I, I make 99% of all your games and I make, you know, but there's some times that responsibility takes me to the office and it takes me to work that allows yep. me to be able to provide all of this kind of stuff. So I think that's kind of like for me um, with our kids, like I work a full-time job and then I'm doing coffee on the side. And so my kids see a lot of coffee in the most inopportune times, <laughs> you know, like, it's <laughs> like, Oh, you're doing coffee again. I'm like, well, yeah, but you know, coffee paid for this trip we did last week you know and kind of thing and so it's it's good to teach right. them a little bit of that balance too and um and I, another thing I was thinking while you were talking about like that basketball 
court and the the soccer net um you know we we put a, a an above ground pool in a couple of years ago and and like our big focus was we want to be kind of that house that the kids all come to you know and i remember growing up my sister's friends they all hung out at my parents house and my friends we loved hanging out at my parents house and we had the pool and you know like and it's not that we had like a bunch of awesome stuff it's just like my parents created a good atmosphere where my friends wanted to hang out and my sisters and so they knew where we were they knew the kids we were hanging out with and and we made kind of like some of those decisions like hey we want to be the house that our kids want to hang out at and our our kids friends want to be at i think it's yeah. a good you know that's a big focus for us when we do like invest um significant amounts of money in in certain areas like we finished our basement off which like feels like why like i hate spending money on a house like i just hate spending money on creating a big room but at the same time to have a place where jude can have his buddies and they can play xbox and go wild and it's not destroying the other yeah. parts of my house it's creating a good environment right. you know right. Yeah. And I, I do all that. Yeah. That's, that's kind of that same yeah. focus, you know, and I, Lindsay and I have said forever, we, we want to be the house where everybody wants to hang out, you know, and, and whatever it takes to do that. Um, we, we want to do that. And also, you know, I, we've worked very hard. Um, I, it started really with my, my dad and uncles. I mean, my grandfather started the business, but he, he really was, um, you know, he, he, he took a risk, but it, it was pretty soon thereafter that he had poor health. I mean, he passed away um, eight years after the business was started. So he, oh, he was never really, he never really got to, to see it get up and, and really get going, you know, as a startup is it, it just, you, you take that time just to get yeah. to, to, to get the group. So my, my dad and my uncles really pushed it and, and, and grew it to something. And so, you know, yeah, I, I've learned hard work and I've learned the grind and, and I continue that and I put a ton of effort into this stuff, but also I, I fully understand that I've been blessed, like super, super blessed with this opportunity. And so, you know, I want to have that place where my kids want to come and be, and I want their friends to be here, but I also see, you know, the soccer net and the, the basketball court in the backyard as, as things that I can look at the kid down the street and say, come play anytime you want. Yeah anytime you want because i grew up playing on the norton's basketball hoop you know then the norton's were, were neighbors of my my grandparents and when i was in like middle school middle school ish late middle school early high school uh we put a, a basketball hoop up at my house but before that the norton's had a pool they were like about a mile away and and they had a pool and they had their basketball court and and that's that's i would go because they were friends of mm -hmm. ours and and they were they were fantastic and i remember those things and and i want to use the hard work that I'm, I'm having for my family yes but then also to give back to to anybody and everybody that's that's within distance you know i mean if you if you if you're hearing this and you want to come play basketball hit me up <laughs> it, we'll get some it's awesome it's how you good. say that stuff to both you guys because it's funny uh, uh brian and i are hopefully going to have uh my good friend mike durgan someone that annie knows well as well um yeah. that he's still doing that like they bought a house in corinth with a pool to be the place that all of the people go to their house to hang out and it's like he had that with his yeah. daughter 
growing up as well of being the house that you want to come over and hang out in his house mm. but like as of yep. in his late 50s now he's also wanting you to come to his house and swim in his pool uh, and still trying to be that place in that house uh, in the neighborhood uh, for all of us you yeah. know quasi kids of his um which is kind of cool because awesome. you know, right now we live in a townhouse <laughs> that doesn't really have any place for someone to come visit, but our goal will be the same thing at some point, buy a house where, hmm. where our son has his friends over uh, uh, to do that too. But again, you know, it's the work-life balance that I think that provided for that um, yeah. for you guys too. Like you guys are both, I think you guys both are shining examples to that because I mean, I've texted you, Andy, and you're like, I've been busy at a son's soccer game or so on you're not very yeah. rarely do you text me and be like oh i was working which you are working a lot but yeah. i'm just saying usually when you're like i can't talk right now or i'm busy with that time it's because it's something to do with your family uh which is really cool oh, i'll peel off work to talk to a buddy anytime <laughs> usually you do it at your work because we can have a beer <laughs> <laughs> yeah right yeah come hang out we'll call it a work meeting yeah. it'll be great That's awesome. <laughs> andy i wanted to know quickly yeah, the, I mean, the funny i want to make a but a little story. You mentioned a tarp on top of the pop-up, the camper. We, we had a pop-up camper growing, yeah. up, growing up too. And I noticed we had a tarp because it was my fault we had the tarp. In the nice. wintertime, I was like, oh, mom, I'm going to help you shovel the top of the camper off with a metal shovel. And yeah, I'm like trying to break the it. ice on top of the camper. And it put a hole in something we didn't figure out until the spring. <laughs> yeah. When it rained. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, that that will happen. That will but happen. That's that's one of the. Andy, talking about camping, uh, you obviously was a little bit when you started working uh, for the church in Orrington. Just prior to that, my dad mm -hmm. had just started working there, obviously, and it's the church you guys grew up in, yep. and so on. And uh, um, the the summer we moved to Maine, uh, we were working to live on the campus of the of the, of the uh, theological seminary in Bangor. We um, didn't the house wasn't ready. We were moving into the we were renting, and so my parents like, well, we have to leave the house that we the lease was up at in, in Kittery. So we had to move up here and we didn't know when it was going to be available to like, Oh, next week or the week after or so on. We rented a seasonal site basically at a campground in, in, in the greater Bangor area. I don't remember the name of the campground now, uh, you know, but um, we spent an entire summer in a pop-up camper with, you know, yeah. I was 11. So Jeremy would have been 13 and Jerry would have been nine. And so like nine, 11, the 13 year old and my two parents in a pop-up camper for an entire summer was a little much sweet <laughs> sweet but it, like it's one yeah. of those things but they also instilled that into us the entire life of camping on weekends we didn't have a problem with it if we had never camped before and then they bought a pop-up camper for the summer to stay in or wanted to you know stay in a tent for the summer it would have been a little shocking that would have been something <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> that would have been something for sure that would have been something. It, it was just prepping you for 2020 though i mean just a lot of people <laughs> in go. tight places just getting <laughs> getting fed up <laughs> andy not i don't obviously your dad did a great job raising you um but uh was there uh, is there stuff that you are learning now that your dad either did right or wrong growing up in the same situation kind of like with your kids are now with you being a part of the business and them being around a lot that you're using to like live your life now like like I said, if there's good things that he did or even some things that maybe you're learning from experiences to do differently. Yeah, sure. I mean, he did a great job. Um, you know, we are, you know, very similar in a lot of ways, very different in other ways. So, so obviously the way um, we parent is, is different to an extent, but fundamentally pretty, pretty similar. Um, you know, I, I think one of the one of the things that I've learned from my dad is 
my dad would put in huge days, but he always found a way, a lot of it, it was times when um, he knew we were doing something else or, or he got up early to put in the extra hours before we woke up. Um, you know, I mean, he, he worked the, he was there back when we were, were doing breakfast, he was there cooking, cooking, uh, bread and things at, at three 30 in the morning. So, you know, he, he would put in, you know, 10 hour day, nine or 10 hour a day, but he'd be there when we got off the bus and, and things like that. So, um, you know, that's one of the tricks that I've always tried to find is uh, those times where I know I have a lot of stuff to get done. Um, you know, for me, it's not so much the early, early mornings, but it's that I'm going to take a break in the middle of this day and go to this game and then I'll go do my work later. You know, it's not like I've got to work and I've got to do those things. And I'm, I'm fortunate as, as, uh, you know, being in the position that I'm in to be able to do that, but that's what you're afforded when you also take on the stress of if the phone rings and something needs to be done, no matter what I'm doing, I got to go do it. Um, you know, there would be very, very, very few exceptions. Um, if my phone rings and I need to go that I don't go, you know, so you, you, you got to find those, those balances and those trade-offs, take the time. He, he was, he was good at finding the time to, to split out and, and be there when he could. Um, and, and being consistent in that, that mentality of thinking through, like, do I have to do this now? And, and if I can do it, once they go to bed, let's, let's go hang out with the kids and, and have some fun and then, then go do it. Or, you know, maybe I'll, I'll, this needs to get done tomorrow for, for tomorrow, but maybe I'll, I'll get up at, at four o'clock in the morning and, and, and crank it out before they wake up. Um, you know, most every morning I, I get up and I have my coffee and I check my email and I do all that sort of stuff. And, um, you know, I put in an hour or two of work before they wake up, but then I'm here um, helping them get ready for, for school and doing that sort of stuff. And, and then I, I go into the office, you know, eight, eight thirty nine o'clock. Um, but I've already had that time, you know, so I, some of those little tricks, um, are, are really the things that I saw. Um, I saw him have success with and, and, and really commit to, um, you know, one, one of the things I, I, I think I, maybe have learned um, to do a little bit better than my, my dad did. Um, and I think this is, is somewhat because of, of the way um, he was really still on a startup mentality in a lot of ways and, and still really grinding just to, to survive and, and needing to, to do some extras all over the place. But, um, you know, I, I, I learned a little bit better self-care, you know, and, and like this weekend, um, this weekend's one of those things. And, and Brian, you mentioned earlier, like sometimes it's good to take that time and not be at everything and, and, and teach that you, you got to go do work to, to afford these things and, and teaching those lessons. But, um, like this weekend, I, I, I'm heading out to, to camp, um, with a bunch of my high school buddies. Um, you know, so, taking that time for me to have me time too is something that I never really saw my dad do. Um, and 
mostly because I don't, I don't think he, he had the opportunity necessarily at the time. And, um, but I've been given that opportunity and, and, and I'm taking advantage of it to an extent. And again, it's, it's one of those teaching moments of like, it's okay to, yeah. it's okay to have you, you things. It's okay to, to go away for a minute and say, you know what, I can't, I can't do this. Uh, I can't be at that game because I'm, I'm going to hang out with my buddies for the weekend. Um, you know, and, and so that's, that would be probably, the best thing and and the thing that i've i've learned um from seeing him not have that time um you know he had a quite a bit when he was younger and then then it, it went away for a time. which is obviously harder to do if you're always working uh so like if you're always missing things because yeah. you're working it's harder to say i'm gonna take some time for myself because your yeah, kids don't right. see that that's not time for yourself you know what i mean they yeah. don't and my dad was great at always being there for us and what we needed um you know and and I, I, I wish he had been able to have a little bit more time to, to do some of the things he wanted. But ultimately, I think fundamentally, my dad really just wanted to be dad, um, mm. you know, and, and he continues to do that. He wants to be he wants to be the best grandfather in the world now. You know, it's just it's just what he wants to do. And and me, too. But I, I think um, for my mental health in some regards, getting out a little bit and, and having those totally. times is, is great. I, I I go out a you know couple hours a week and and still play play drums and and do those things and again teaching teaching the kids those those lessons of of doing the things that are important to you. Awesome. I, yeah. I forgot I meant to do this too. In the basement, I was going through some stuff and I found a modern day Jeremiah CD and a, what <laughs> yeah, was the bro. other CD you put out with another group with them. Oh, is it almost, almost home? home. I have both back? those CDs, oh, yeah. which is funny because on my almost desk home. here, I have my Come dad's Fridays, my yeah. dad's cassette tape from when Ooh. he was playing in a band. Oh, man. Uh, well, that's a gem. Yeah. I'm surprised that's not an eight. Well, it's funny. It, it was sealed. And then we were getting ready to, to do that. Um, salute your hops beer. Um, and I was like, maybe we could use a cassette tape as like a prop for a photo or whatever. So I unsealed it, like took it out of the shrink wrap. And then Asa had some random cassette player in his office. So I was like, let's play it. And it obviously was left behind somewhere because it didn't work. <laughs> but they were afraid that it was going to like eat the tape. And like, that's historic. I think that's like, my dad has a box of them, I think, in the basement. Yeah. I don't think I'm worried about it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Anybody that's ever been in a band has a box of, of <laughs> some sort of recording that you thought you were going to sell that you never sold. All yep, I did find, we had the digital that. copy on, my dad had it. And someone had just like recorded it to the computer. And it was like an 18-minute MP3. Uh, so I went through and cut it up into individual songs and I found a place online that you could submit to uh, Spotify for free. If someone streams it and there is any money, they send you money, but there's no like subscription to it. It just takes like two months for it to actually get on there. So I put it on Spotify. I'm just waiting for it to actually show up so I can actually listen to it when I'm in the car. That's hilarious. Nice. <laughs> nice. I haven't uh, let my kids listen to most of the bands I was in yet. <laughs> I feel like I'd scare them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That. Which is funny because I mean funny. you guys both did that too for a little while too. I mean, were you were you playing live shows still, Andy, when your kids were young or uh with the church yeah. band? Yeah, okay. they they went on tour with us like a bunch. Um yeah, they they were they were our little roadies, <laughs> man. They they uh they couldn't lug anything because they were so small. <laughs> but uh yeah, they saw it all. They they saw all that stuff and um Mara particularly has a, a real um focus on music i mean she hasn't really found an instrument that's going to be her her jam yet but uh you know isaac's uh in high school the brewer high has a uh intro to guitar basics um as an art class awesome. that you can take so he, 
he's he's signed up for that and he's pretty stoked about that thought process so uh we'll see i mean hopefully hopefully i i would love to see him get into it he's he's got he's got some natural talent that i don't think he recognizes yet in that so we'll see i mean whatever he wants to do i'll, I'll support him on it and and, and be stoked to, to yeah. cheer him on but it is fun when it's the stuff that that you have a, a baseline for, you know, and can can kind of connect with on that different level. Yeah. Especially with you playing drums, it's, it'd be nice for him to be able to play guitar along with you. I mean, if you went to drums, I know, let's get on it. You guys, it's let's hard to play drums it. at the same time. So, uh -huh, yeah, I was uh -huh. telling Jude yeah. like if he learns bass because I play drums at church every Sunday typically. I was like, Jude, you could play bass. We could go to church together and you know be on the worship team we could start a band yeah bro he's got a friend that yeah. uh, is playing learning the saxophone i was like jude we could start a ska band it would be amazing <laughs> Ooh, and bringing it back like, what is ska? and back. i was like oh gosh well couldn't you uh yeah. couldn't you bring back a little animal suit drive-by i mean you do live in hamden so uh wow. I was not in yeah. that band. no but i'm just saying but you could you could bring back a little bit of that That's, theme oh there you go that's what I meant. I obviously okay. know you were in that band, obviously. Right. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, it, it's one of those things that I think I'm learning that now. Like I said, I, I feel like, uh, you know, I have been married before and now I'm divorced and and, and got remarried. Um, the idea of, uh, of picking the right time in your life to do specific things, not even just work. I think it's just like you mentioned, Andy, about going away with your, your college buddies. There is still also planning that, that there's not, it's not just all about you, that there is a bigger uh, a picture now. Um, that when you were by yourself as a single person, it's like, okay, everything's about me because it's me. Yeah. Uh, but once you have the extra people to rely on you and so on, that there's like things you have to think about. I can't just be like, yeah, sure. I'll go out Friday night. I have to check and make sure that right. it's going to work out for everything uh, on my family life as well. So I think I've already started to learn that a little bit, which will help me hopefully as becoming a parent as well, that over the past couple of years, it's been a little bit better for me to be like, okay, no, get out of work, focus on home. And then if there's something else that goes on that I want to do, that I do that uh, work with my wife and figure out if that's going to work out. Um, not like ask permission, but just the idea that like, you know, is this going to work out? Because that's something I didn't have in my previous marriage, which was I wanted to, I wanted to be out every Friday and Saturday night writing sports. And I did that. And it obviously didn't help my relationship. But uh, so I've learned that aspect of it. And, and obviously parenting will, will bring another challenge in that as well. <laughs> Well, and, and the reality is too, yeah, it definitely will. And, and, you know, for me and my, in my parenting journey, you know, the, these are the going out and hanging out with the buddies is a relatively new <laughs> thing. Um, you know, it was, it was a lot of years where that was not yeah. a, a possibility. We didn't have the resources to do it. I, I wasn't going to spend money on me to go out for a weekend with my buddies um, because we didn't have any extra. <laughs> Um, you know, when, when, when we had Isaac, we were, we were 20, 23, you know, and, and it didn't have anything to our name. We had, we had more, way more debt than income. And we, we had no, no business being parents in some regards, um, in, in, in that perspective, um, you know, and, and so it's, it's interesting. Lindsay and I have had this realization, particularly this year, this year has been uh, one where the kids have gotten to an age where a lot of the stuff that we gave up um, when they were first born or, or within the first couple of years, um, we're now picking back up because they want to do it. I, I just bought a new set of golf clubs because Isaac is starting to play golf with his buddies and he wants to go out. I last time I really played golf, I was 22. 
you know, because I wasn't going to, once Isaac was born, I wasn't going to take a day that I had off and, and leave Lindsay and, and Isaac and go, go play golf. So I, I just quit playing. Um, you know, I wasn't going to go for a weekend with the buddies. I wasn't going to do those things. We just, just this weekend, we, we went up to, to Sugarloaf for the day um, because Isaac and Mara have started skiing and they, they love it. And again, I had not been on my snowboard, uh, gosh, for 10 years, 10 or 12 years. You know, we went a couple of times when Isaac was young. Um, my parents took him and said, go, go up and, and enjoy yourselves. And we go for a night and we hit a few runs and we'd come home, you know, it was, it was, it was pretty quick, but yeah, it's funny. We're, we're kind of in that, that realm of parenting where Myers in middle school, Isaac's about to be in high school. Um, the things get different, not, not easier or harder, but, but different. And, and a lot of those things that, um, you know, I hadn't been doing, I, I hadn't been playing the drums for a number of years. Cause I, I just, again, didn't have the desire to take time away from family to, to yeah. play, but, um, you know, we, I want to show my kids that I I've done all these things and, and you can do all these things and you should engage in stuff that interests you and you should stay connected and, and all they've seen the sacrifice and they, they're also seeing, um, the, the, the fruit of that sacrifice a bit. So, yeah, I think uh, it's, it's, it's a weird place to be right now, just because like, yeah. you know, I'm going to go play golf because that's being a good right. dad instead <laughs> of like ditching my kid. I'm like, this is that's killer, awesome. man. Like I, I didn't know this is how this went, but I'm, I'm yeah. in. <laughs> I think too, like you were talking about your dad and, and, and I think with same with my dad, like he was, he was at every, like he coached my baseball teams. He coached basketball. He, did boy scouts with me all through and everything. And, but I know mm -hmm. like he owned his own business that him and a partner started Northeast tire and, and somehow he was at everything, but I know he didn't have those times of like self care for that. I know he yeah. didn't spend that. Yeah. And I think, you know, that that's probably a big difference between their generation and ours is I think maybe we're starting to see more of the importance of that and the need for it. Um, to be yeah. able to prioritize some of that stuff. And I think it's good to be able to, to gain some sanity. And I think it, it goes back to having a good spouse too, or, you know, a good partner that, that sees that in each other. Cause I think it's funny. Right. Me and Gretchen, we talk about all the time that the days or the moments when I'm like at my wits end, she seems to be like relaxed and can kind of swoop in. And the days that I could see yeah. she's about to explode, I'm usually like, Hey, I'll take them. Like it's, you kind of balance each other out in a lot of ways, but. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's, that's, I think so critical to, to making it all yeah. work, um, you know, is, is finding, finding that, that, that balance and not just for me, it's, it's not about hours um, because, you know, there, there, there are weeks that I, I have to put in, all kinds of hours, you know, there, there are weekends that I'm away for the whole weekend to, um, you know, beer festivals here, there and everywhere or, or, or something like that. And you, you do have to miss things and you do have to be engaged in those things, but it's, it's, what are you going to do with the time when you have the time and what are you going to do with the resources yeah. that you do have and, and how are you going to mold it to be, um, as engaged as you, as you possibly can in those moments. Yeah, being um, intentional. And, and ultimately, 
Yeah, 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 fully, fully. Just it's it's just an intentionality thing. It's it's, and that's where you know my the model that I had with my parents, um, my my mom and dad both were were always, always, always there, and 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 always showing that importance, even when things were a crazy grind for them, um, and a grind where they weren't really seeing the fruit of the labor yet. Um, I, I can't imagine what that would have been like. I, I, I don't, I don't know how you don't, uh, quit on it at some point. Um, but they, they didn't, they suck. I remember it. seeing this summer at, at some point, um, I think your dad shared it on Facebook. I know he's a big meme share, uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> but he shared, I'm pretty sure it was him that shared like a, a loan statement or, or something from back, yeah. like when your grandparents, you know first started and just seeing that and like how how small the amount was in today's standards but how huge of a risk that was you know what I mean and and just seeing like your dad explained it and and I can't remember all the details of the post but I remember just thinking like wow that was really really cool to see the sacrifice there you know and how generations later you know you're able to step into that and sacrifice on your own and but be part of the the fruits of that original labor you know right right yeah no i mean it's it's definitely it's definitely one of those american dream stories in a lot of ways you know i mean it it was um it was just a little peanut of a thing that that was started in 1975 and 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 really just a shell of what it what it would become um and who knows what it's going to become in the next generation uh, if, if that's what they want to do, you know, I, and that's always an interesting balance too with, I want my kids to know that following in their grandfather and my footsteps is something that they can do if they want to, but also make sure that they know that they don't have to, you know, for me, it was different too, because for me, it was always presented as you do not want to do this. Um, and I think hmm. that was because it was such a grind for so long and it wasn't very successful until I was probably in, in high school is when it really started to get to a place where it, it was looking as if it would be sustainable. That's when the reserve a, sauce. A very long term. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> People started taking baths and right? reserve sauce and it got weird from there. <laughs> No, but it, it, it was kind of, kind of there, you know, and in, 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 I remember in high school, things changed in, in, in my life in that regard. Um, but, but also I learned that that stuff is neat and it's cool, but it, it, it also didn't really, didn't really matter um, mm. as much as, as the time and the experiences. And, um, you know, my relationship with my parents didn't get better or worse because of more or less money. It was all about how we were together, mm. um, you know, and, and so, you know, seeing that it, it, it's just, it's, it's just interesting um, from my perspective to be fundamentally in the same position, but then also with the less stress of, of, you know, for me, there's a there's not a daily stress of like how are we going to pay the bills yeah it's it's the hey what's the next thing and are we gonna you know how are we going to engage in this and um i'm notoriously bad i i've got far less savings than i ought to have uh for me right now but 
I don't really care to be honest, because I, I want to, I want to live a certain way and I want to provide a certain, certain opportunity for, for Lindsay and the kids. And, um, you know, we'll, we'll see, we'll, we'll cross that bridge when it comes, mm. um, you know, but it's, it's all good. You, you basically, I mean, I don't want to last talk forever, but I, I wanted to know this. You basically got reinvigorated with, with the pub when you opened the brewery, right? I mean, like that was right, not right around that time, but I know you went away because uh, I took over your shifts, actually. It's a fun story. Mm-hmm. Uh, Andy did. Uh, proposed to his wife in the uh, back room. Well, back room sounds really weird. What's the shamrock room? Um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and so, but you had quit a couple of weeks before that, and I had taken over your shifts um but yep. Lindsay didn't know right that's the story Lindsay didn't know that you had quit so that she thought you were working that night um I believe that was the original I just could be this is what how many years ago now um yeah so but that but the thing is that like, you had left the business basically uh when you had quit serving mm-hmm. uh and then you came back as what front house manager uh yeah sort of so I from from on the business side of things I um I worked started busting tables when I was like 14, you know, family business, you can get away with that stuff. Um, and bust tables and wash dishes and did all that sort of stuff. And then served, um, served tables through my high school and, and through college. Then, uh, after college went to seminary, um, got my master's in theology, which is a whole, we don't have time yes. for, for diving into and unpacking all of that stuff. Um, but at that point, yeah, I, I, as I was finishing up, um, my coursework, I got an opportunity to, um, step into a, a more full-time pastoral role and, and also actually, um, was, was teaching high school, uh, physics, chemistry, and, and AP environmental science for a little while. So, um, you know, I obviously didn't have time for, for mm-hmm. all of that. So I was right out of, uh, college for the first year of seminary, I still waited tables, but then it was, um, then it was the teaching and the part-time ministry. And then it went to a, a couple of years of full-time ministry, um, before really being able to convince my, my dad that, well, some, and this is a, another yeah. kind of long story, but the growing up in a family business like that, it, the, the pub was always in my down the road plans. Um, and when I finished my master's degree, it was kind of that, like, well, what's next? And, and I knew that um, I did not want to make my career in the ministry. Um, I, don't, I don't like that for me. I don't think that's where my call is. I think my call is much more um, in community ministry and, and, and outreach in those regards being um, a, a different um, a different than the norm, but in the world a little bit more. Um, my, my, my greatest ministry wins are, are when people ask me questions of like, why don't you stress over this? And why don't you get so upset? Like some people do when things go this way or that way. And, and those, those are the moments that, that really my, my calling lives for it's, it's barstool ministry much more than, than, than church pew ministry in a lot of ways. Um, and I didn't like where my worldly ambition took my ministry when it was my career. And I did that for a couple of years and I, it just, it just, it, 
the numbers of people showing up mattered and the offering plate amounts mattered. And, and to me, that's not where I want my ministry to be. I don't, I don't, I don't want it to be about those things, but anyway, that's, a, that's, a, that's as quick a, yes. a, a layout as I can get there. Mm-hmm. So Lindsay and I were talking about what was next and, and um, you know, the, the, pursuing a PhD was there, but there, there's a whole backstory to this that again, we don't have a whole amount of time to unpack. Maybe we can come back and, and talk about that some other <laughs> time and probably in a different, different podcast than, than talk about dad stuff. Cause it's pre kids for me, but well, sort of, but ultimately um, the pub was always in my, in my plans. And, and Lindsay at one point said like, why, why is the pub always down the road in your, in your down the road plans? And I misunderstood it and said, well, because it, it, it's my family business and it's, 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 it's something that I just, I, I, I don't, I feel called to it in a way, and much like I feel called to the ministry stuff I was doing. And she said, well, why don't you, why is it down the road? That's what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. Not, not why is it part of your plan, but why is it down the road? And I said, you know, there are all these things I want to do, all these things that I, I, I want to accomplish in, in life and ministry and, and building a better community and those sorts of things. And she's, she's, well, you can do that there. And I'm like, no shit. Huh? Yeah, that's wow. Huh? Yeah, no, that's, yeah, that's what I was planning. Yeah, I got you. I got you. <laughs> I'm like, ah, you know, and so, um, I came back. I was I was out of the business completely for five years, five or six years, and it would have been um, two thousand eight. Um, two thousand eight. I went back to the pub, um, and I started really. Actually, I started back in the kitchen, and I was um, I was a, a lead lead cook um, in the kitchen, working under my uncle Pete because that was where my when I came back, I came back to be an owner eventually, you know, it was one of those things. It, I, I didn't, I was not given shares out of the gate, but the the plan was, all right, let's, let's get into everything. So I got back into the kitchen. Um, I, I got to a place of, of managing shifts in the kitchen. Um, Pete obviously is the head kitchen guy and, and in charge of the whole thing, but I was running the shift and, and doing those things when he was away. And then uh, then I moved back out into the front of the house, which is, is my more natural. I, I love to cook and I'm, I'm, that's uh, one of my favorite things to do when I'm not at the pub is cook big meals and have people at my house. So it's kind of like, it's just this feedback loop of me doing the same thing over and over again. But, um, then it was front of house and then it was, it was 2011, the brewery started. So it was, you know, it was a journey in there of, of getting that all to, to be. And it's a, that, that is a whole long story in, in its own, in its own right. But, uh, yeah, that, that was how, how I came back into it. And, and, um, it's been kind of a, a juggernaut ever since. And, and ultimately it's the growth has stopped because of those decisions I talked about earlier on of, I want to, I want to have a certain lifestyle, you know, and, and, and that lifestyle, yes, to an extent about making more money or, 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 you know, making a certain level of income. Um, but I'm at a place where, um, I don't, I don't, I don't feel like I need anything more. I I, I don't have anything I want to prove from a business perspective other than I want to prove that we are, good community members and that we're, we're stable and that we're going to continue to, to be supportive of, of so many different things. Um, you know, but I don't, I don't have anything to prove about making more money or, or, or 
having people look up to me for some sort of sign. Like I, I don't, I, that, that stuff, I, I have that thread within me for sure. Um, where, where some days it's like, I, I'm going to grind for this, but then when, those are the days where I lose sight of why. And, and as long as I never lose sight of why I'm doing what I'm doing, um, I'm, I'm much, 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 much better off. And, and, uh, yeah, I mean, it's, 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 it's a really interesting thing. And, and I think I get a little bit heady and philosophical with it from my, my ministry background, because honestly, I do feel, I feel called to be where I am. Um, I, I feel very, very called to be where I am and, and to be doing what I'm doing. And, um, there's a lot of thought that goes into what I do with the resources God's blessed me with. There, there's a lot of thought that goes into the time that I spend. There's a lot of thought that goes into the image I put out there to the community. Um, and, and it's not for my bank account. It's, mm. it's for making a better place for us. Um, and, and not us being my, my family, but like us, like I, I, I think I've been blessed with an opportunity to, to work hard and, and be afforded some nice creature comforts, but um, I don't feel like they're for me entirely. They, they are to an extent, but they're, they're to share. Um, so I mean, I, I just thinking back on it too, with you, you and your family launching the brewery as well. I, I just think that you've also felt like you've taught your kids or anybody that looks up to, you know, your kids, friends who look up to you guys as restaurateurs and brewery owners that you didn't do the status quo like you kind of came into the business and were able to because your dad and your uncles were able to get it to a point where it was uh and keep it going that you were able to take some risks and open a brewery uh mm-hmm. in a time you took risks opening a brewery before breweries were the boom really happened in maine uh, it was towards yeah. the very beginning yeah. of that boom and yeah. you took that right risk that it also teaches your kids if they decide to get into family business that that you've built it to a spot now. And if you keep it going, keep it profitable and keep it going, then maybe they could take those risks and do something different. They want to open a distillery or they want to branch out to another location or whatever, that they could choose that option. Um, but your job yeah. potentially be it to keep it up to a point where they can take it over if they want to and not take over a bunch of, you know, risks that you've already taken when you don't need to. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, I feel like I've, I've hit a stride um, that puts me where I want to be and, and able to do the things that I want to do in life. Um, because for me, work is life. <laughs> I, 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 I am, I, I am who I portray on TV, I guess, you know, like I, I, I had a good, good friend of mine, um, fraternity brother of mine, um, pass away when we were 20, very unexpectedly. And that was a big catalyst for the, for the seminary move and, and things and, and, and all. But in my early 20s, I, I made this decision to, to, to be who I wanted to be and, and fundamentally just be who I wanted to be and figure out a way for that to work um, in what I did. Um, and I didn't know how that was going to play out, you know, so I, I like, I'm, I'm really happy it's gone the way because that's kind of a, that's kind of a, a bold sort of thought process for a 20 year old with, you know, a, a, an ecology and environmental science degree going to seminary. Like it was a, my, my early life was like 18 non sequiturs all kind of crammed into things again, just saying yes to opportunities and, and, and following that path of just to like, I, I want to do what I want to do and I want to be who I want to be. 
and, and I, I had a lot of figuring out to do on that path. And, um, you know, ultimately I, I, I love where I am, but it's, it's not about, it's never been about a bank account. It's never been about, um, you know, I, I look at dollars and cents every mm -hmm. day and I work on maximizing profitability every day because I'm a business owner and that's what you have to do. But it's not, it's not like, I would rather lose my shirt doing it right than, than make another million dollars, uh, for the business. Not me. I'm not making a million dollars, but make another million dollars for the, for the business doing something that, that is, is in opposition to who I want to be. And, and so, um, you know, I think, and I think that shows in, in the success that we've had, it's, it's pretty authentic, pretty real. I do, yeah. I, I know like for me with unrest coffee and, purchasing that two years ago you know as I started to dip my toe into that like owning your own business and kind of like how do you how do you even do anything that deals with owning a business like I I remember I emailed you just some like quick questions because I was like hey if I'm gonna try this I probably should ask a few people that know a thing or two and like you were at the you know the top of my list of who's owning a business but also owns it the right way, who runs it, who is just like an all around good guy. And, you know, and I think that that shows in the way that you guys run is that you guys are like a family run business that's successful, but is for their community and for their state. And, and I think you guys do a phenomenal job. So. Well, I really appreciate that. Yeah. Well, thanks. And, and I think, you know, I, 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 I've been watching what you're doing with the, the unrest brand. And I think that's, I think it's fantastic. I think it's, it's super, super cool. And I, I, I think there's a lot to be excited about um, in general in this area right now too. I mean, we're, we're getting kind of off topic on that a little bit, but um, there are a lot of really cool people doing a lot of really cool things and, and a lot of really authentic stuff happening. And, and again, back to the, the topic at hand with, with balancing work life, you know, creating the company the way I want it to be allows, even when I'm bad at that balance, allows me to be, um, you know, engaging with my family. You know, we, we took a trip to, to Canada a couple summers ago with the beer box. It was purely a work trip in, in one regard, but we went and, uh, you know, the couple of days that I was at a beer festival, selling product and, and engaging with, with potential new, new customers that, that pass through the Bangor market. Um, Lindsay and the kids were walking the, the boardwalk mm. in, in, in uh, Halifax and, and hanging out. And then I was able to, to take, you know, an extra day on my trip or two and, and, and see the sites together and do those things. So, you know, it's, it's, developing your, your brand and, and your company in the way that you want it to be for your lifestyle, yeah. um, is something that if you, if you're looking at being an entrepreneur and, and being involved in something like that, be intentional with that. When you, when you step out of the gate, mm. um, particularly if you, if you want to be an entrepreneur and, and have that be your whole persona, great, go for it. Then, then it's about maximizing profit and whatever. But if you want to, be a certain way, um, and live a certain lifestyle, um, beyond dollars and cents, then, then 
you know, I, I, I'll encourage anybody listening to this, just, just be intentional in, in how you develop it all um, because it can suck you in. And, and I make mistakes on it all the time. I make mistakes on it all the time. I, I find myself um, sometimes giving up a weekend and getting involved in something and seeing, you know, that really wasn't <laughs> That, that that's not on brand really it just it, it didn't yeah. pan out the way I thought it was going to or you know I didn't really count the the full cost of this thing you know I, I got no foundation under this dumbass thing <laughs> um you know and and so really just be intentional and I think that's that's we, we've come back to that thought process multiple times in this conversation about being dad and 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 with work-life balances it's just an amount of intentionality mm. to just grab your life and, and create your life the way you want it to be. Um, and I, I get that I have a little bit easier opportunity to say that because I'm, I'm my own boss and, and those sorts of things, but you, you can find those things in any mm. sort of, of realm. I, I did that same stuff when I wasn't my own boss too. And, and again, it's, I think, being intentional and, and never straying from your why, like answer why, why am I doing this? And, and, and then decide if the answer to that is, is worth the time spent. And the right? funny thing about that too, is you say it's a family owned business. I and mean, if someone says Gagan's family owned business, what they mean is the Gagan's people own it. Your, your uncles, your, your dad, you, but it actually deeper into it, it's family owned, meaning that your entire family including Lindsay and your kids are really part of that business in the sense that when you're working or not working, you're still working because someone could call you at any oh, yeah. time. And just knowing, like you said, a quick text message here and there, you know, I guarantee you that, you know, if someone texts Brian about coffee at 11 o'clock at, or hopefully not 11 o'clock at night, but like at nine o'clock at night and they're watching TV and there's a quick text message that none of our wives would ever care about that. Or someone texting me from the tasting room being like, Hey, how do you do this? quick message back. It's making that decision on whether or not going into the business or going into doing something is worth the time at that moment. Can it wait? Can you plan it out better? Yep. Can you figure that out uh, in the long run? And that's the same thing that Taylor and I have right now, which is it's not a problem taking time to do your work because the jobs that we have, I make a salary because of what I have to do for Warner Brewing Company. You make your right. income because of what you have to do for the the, 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 the uh, brewery, the Gagans, um, is that as long as it's planned or, or that it's fine. Like it's not an issue. And we will go to open back up to the public again, have seating. I I'll be there every weekend. Whereas right now I basically also oh, yeah. weekends. I'll be there every weekend for a month, but Taylor knows that she's going into it. She's aware of that. And if, if our boy was born right now, we'd all have that understanding. Okay. For the next three or four weekends, I'm going to be busy every weekend because of this, but then there's a light at the end of the tunnel. Yeah. And so like that communication aspect, yeah. not only intentionality, but communication part of it is also huge. Yeah. I went, uh, when we first opened the production side of the brewery, so this would have been 2015, um, you know, talk about work-life balance. I went all of June, all of July and halfway into August. And I only took two days off that whole stretch. Um, you know, and, and by two days I'm talking, I was working seven yeah. days a week and, and I took two, two, six day weeks in that, that mix. Um, you know, and that's not to, to boast or brag because that's dumb and you shouldn't do that. Um, but it was what it needed for that moment. Mm. Uh, and back to that, me deciding I, I only wanted to do what I wanted to do. The, the, the exception to that is, and I'll do the stuff I have to do 
to keep the things I want to do alive, you know? And so it, it took that to get it off the ground and to get into the market the way we wanted to get into the market and to, to, to jumpstart the startup of distribution. Um, it, it was, it was 75, 80 days um, with, with two days off and it, and it was a grind and they were, a lot of them were, were 12 hour days, you know, or more. Um, but it, it, it worked. And, and again, exactly what, what you're saying, um, having a partner on board with, with Lindsay to say, I'm going to do my best. I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to put in every ounce of what I have left when I get home to be, to be there and be as present and be as engaged when I'm home, but I got to get up the next morning and do this all over again. Um, and, and you're going to have to carry the load here. And, and she was fantastic and did, and, and, uh, really, really got us to, to where we are now. Um, you know, my dad did those same things and, and, and that's why we're, we're able to be here. So, um, yeah, exactly. You're never going to hit everything. You're never going to be perfect. You're always going to doubt and question, are you being a good enough dad? Are you being a good enough business owner? Are you being a good enough employee? Are you doing what you need to do? Like if you're a dad and you don't question yourself constantly, um, I, I don't think you're paying attention. <laughs> like, I just don't, I, yeah. I just think you've missed the, the whole thing. Like it, it's, it's constant. It's constant. And, and to get this wrapped up a little bit too, but I guess, well, you know, I don't want to, you know, hammer home over and over and over again that Brian and I don't want this to be a how to podcast because I feel like there is no definition to how to be a good father. There's no checklist on that. There's some things on everybody's list that you just have to check off, you know, being loving and caring and so on. But I think the truth of the matter is the intentionality, like Andy said, in communication with your spouse and your kids uh, that makes it the work-life balance work because everybody has a different job. You know, we're talking to, you know, Brian who works uh, from home mostly right now, but works for the hospital. <laughs> you own a brewery and I work at one. So or a brewery and a restaurant and I work at a brewery and a restaurant. So it's a little, we all have different jobs and different responsibilities, but it's the intentionality yeah. and the communication that really makes the work-life balance work. I, I, there's no definition to it. There's no, this is how you do it because there is no how to. Mm. No, no. And everybody's situation is going to be different. You know, everybody's, everybody's relationship with their spouse is going to be different. Um, you know, there, there, and again, we went back to it. There, there are plenty of fantastic parents who are, are doing it solo, um, you know, and, and hats off to, to those folks who, who are able to balance that. Um, you know, I, I'm so glad I don't have to, but yeah, it, it's be present as much as you can. Uh, and, and that's not, physically present as much as it's, it's mentally and emotionally present, be, be engaged, um, you know, to balance this whole thing. I, I, I don't ever spend enough time at work or enough time at home. Um, I, I always am missing something when I leave one or the other. Um, my, my to-do list has never, I've never once had a day where I went home mm -hmm. after completing everything on my to-do list. And I've never once gone to work particularly in the summer when Lindsay and the kids are home, that I'm not missing something I want to be a part of. You know, I mean, I, I, our, our camps up in Lincoln and, and lots of times in the summer, Lindsay and the kids are up there and I'm commuting from Lincoln just to be able to, to have dinner with them for, you know, a couple hours and, and catch a couple of big bass with Isaac and, and uh, you know, get up at 5am to do it all over again. Um, you know, and 
and then I leave and I know they're going to be out there swimming and playing and having a blast and creating memories that I'm not going to be a part of. Um, but I also know that if I don't get up and, and take my ass to work, we don't have the place and we don't have the ability to have those memories made. So it's, it's that be present, be intentional, know your why is a big thing. Like what, what, what is the reason you're doing these things? And um, if, if it's a, it's a really clear thing. If, if the reason you're doing these things um, is impacted negatively by doing it, it's a clear, it's a clear, like, nope, that doesn't work. <laughs> you know, you know, like if, if there's no, no return on that investment, like, why are you doing it? Exactly. It's good. I think it's awesome. You know, I think that, like I said, it's everybody's is going to be different. We, if we had a different person on today to talk about work-life balance, uh, and also someone who owns a family business, it, it, we could have a completely different conversation. Cause again, that's how they do their life compared to what Andy and Lindsay and, and you guys do your life as well as Brian and, and Gretchen. Um, it's just, it's, it's, there's no perfect part of this, but that's why I think it's cool for Brian and I to have guests on like you. So we can have this discussion because it might get kind of annoying with the way I'm going to do things and the way Brian's going to do things. It's nice to have that third person in here to talk about well, how they're going to do something. I think a lot of times we'll have the same, we'll all understand exactly what's going on together. Um, but I think yeah. that it's cool to have that third person in uh, to talk about stuff and, uh, you know, and Andy's restaurant is open. So if anybody's in the Bangor area wants some good wings and some good beer, plus if you live in Maine, pretty much anywhere you can buy beer, you can buy Gagan's beer right now, right? I mean, you can buy beer pretty at a place much, and pretty yeah. much you can buy Gagan's beer as well. So yeah, yeah, we're all over, we're all over the state of Maine, everywhere, everywhere. Sometimes it's crazy the places that like, cause I love, I love being out in, in like way out there parts and, it's funny you walk into some of these little little corner stores sometimes in, in just tiny towns that that I've never been in and I'm just passing through and I stop and there's there's a product that I make that's it's it's wild to see that it's crazy yeah, it's crazy, crazy 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 well sooner or later you know Brian's coffee will be in the same spots right everywhere around the state <laughs> that's the dream there you go <laughs> but we'll yeah see. so yeah Gagans is on Main Street in Bangor um, uh, and then you guys. And obviously you don't want to spill any beans, but you are hoping to open your tasting room brewery at some point again. Is that the plan? Yeah. Yeah, probably, you know, um, yes, but it's, it's a matter of, you know, the governor's orders just came through again. It looks like the end of March, we're going to have a chance to go 50%. Um, you know, I think that's going to be enough meat on the bones for us to give it a shot just to, to see what happens. So we're going to, we're going to look at it, uh, whether or not we probably won't hit like the first yeah. day we can be open. Um, just because we've got we've got plenty of planning to do and thought to put into it, um, but yeah, yeah. Hopefully, hopefully, thirty four Abbott Street and Brewer will be open again. Um, I would say by sometime yeah. in April, I w would imagine. I know but, we're um, um, we're planning. Oh, obviously, we're a restaurant in Orono. We we opted to close yeah. to go beer only, just out of uh, the, the ability to do it. Um, we had planned before the governor's yeah, order came down <laughs> to open on the twenty fifth um uh for indoor seating and, and, and spaced uh social distance seating and stuff like Great. that so this that podcast is coming out on a friday so um we won't really announce it until monday but anybody listening gets a nice little preview hey, uh, that will be open for four days a week uh and then at some point and then now that we can open bangor same thing i don't think we have a plan directly to do it yet i think it's one of those things that we now we can so now we can discuss the idea of what we can do it's just uh it's yeah. a crazy time right now and uh and a lot of it, yeah, a lot of it for us too. We've got a bunch of things still 
in flux uh, with the new orders at the pub yeah. and, and that's been rolling. So, you know, our, our initial efforts will be in adjusting to the new parameters for the pub that's already going. And then once that's in line uh, again, kind of going back to that balance, like I, I don't want to take on all this Watch at that. once. Um, and it's, it's just not, it's not going to be worth it. We want to do it right when we do it. Um, you know, and, and also with that, if, if, uh, you're hearing this before St. Patrick's Day. Are we gonna? Is this gonna be? Yeah, go yes, yeah, so it'll be Friday the twelfth or this twelfth. Yeah. yeah, this week. Yeah, awesome. Uh, we're gonna close St. Patrick's Day. We just don't think there's any way we can do it um, and do it respectfully to people's health and well-being through this pandemic. Um, I feel like we're getting towards the end of it, and why screw it up now? Um, so we're gonna we're gonna be closed that day. But what we're gonna be doing instead for everybody uh, who who wants to get stoked about this and hopefully maybe be encouraged to do something good yourself, uh, we're gonna cook a big corned beef and cabbage dinner uh, and donate all of it to to the Bangor homeless shelter. So we're gonna be uh, still celebrating St. Patrick's Day and and the community aspects of it and the celebration aspects of it. But we just uh, we aren't going to have customers that day. And it makes 2022 even better. Like it makes it so that St. Patrick's Day in 2022 hopefully can be the St. Patrick's Day you're you're used to. Yeah, I think yeah, I think we're getting back to it. Come on yeah, now. We get there. <laughs> we're getting there for sure. So sweet. Awesome. Brian, you have anything else? Not a word. Not a Loved word. Having you on, Andy. Always a pleasure. Yeah. You're a gentleman. Yeah, right on. And, and we I still haven't figured out a way talking. to end this podcast yet. So we just kind of like teeter out at the yeah. end of it. <laughs> 